The Old Testament reading for the 10th Sunday after Pentecost comes from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 through 5. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear, and come to me, hear that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading comes from Romans chapter 9, verses 1 through 5. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belongs the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Now when Jesus heard about the death of John, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. And when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text for our sermon this morning is our Old Testament lesson from Isaiah 55. So what's the best way to get someone's attention? Say, hello, you who, hello there. Can I have your attention for a minute? 
You know, at a wedding reception, the best man, when he wants to get their attention, when he gives a toast or a speech, will tap on his glass with a fork or silverware or something. Uh, a teacher might clap her hands or say, one, two, three, eyes on me. You know, and then they're supposed to say, one, two, eyes on you. Um, still doing that, I think, in school. Well, the prophet Isaiah this morning in our uh, Old Testament lesson gets the people attention by re- repeating the Hebrew word oi. He keeps saying oi, oi, oi. Uh, Now, the English translation in your bulletin translates the word oi to come. But in Hebrew, it would actually be a little closer to to what one sailor might shout out to another sailor. Ahoy! Ahoy! Everyone who thirsts. Ahoy! Come to the waters. He who has no money. Ahoy! Buy and eat. Ahoy! Buy wine and milk without money and without price, Isaiah is saying. Isaiah is calling the people to come and listen to him. And he's telling the people, he's telling us today that God has good gifts for us. Gifts that are free. Gifts that cannot be bought with money, with price. Now some people say the best things in life are free. But... So oftentimes we don't live like that. Instead, we say there's no such thing as a free lunch. You know, everything in our world today has a price tag on it. We're used to paying things uh, with money. Whenever you go, that's just the way the world works. That's the way our economy works. We're not used to having receiving something by grace. You know, you go through the McDonald's drive through line and you get to the window and you say, can I have my number eight combo meal by grace, please? <laughs> That's not going to work. They're going to accept money for your food. That's the way our economy works. That's the way the world works. That's the way it worked in the Old Testament, in Isaiah's day as well. If you wanted wine, if you wanted food, if you wanted milk, you had to pay for those things. If you didn't produce it yourself, you had to go to the market and buy that from the vendors there. And, and even water, which was normally free, sometimes had a price to it. Now we're used to getting a water bill every month. That water isn't free unless we, you know you collect it from the rainwater. Uh, but in Isaiah's day, every town, every village would have a, a local well. People would go to that. You get your water for free. But if you were in a city and the city was besieged by a foreign army and they cut off the water supply, well, that water is no longer free. You're going to have to buy it on the black market. People are going to have to pay for that. But even Isaiah is saying, even that water, ahoy, come to the waters that are free that you don't have to pay for. Now, could it be that the best things in life are free? that the best things in life don't have a price tag. You know, that goes against our way of thinking, that the best things in life are something that we buy. You know, a big new house, a great uh, vacation, new car, something like that. But Isaiah is telling us, Ahoy! The best things in life that you have are actually free. Now think about how much money people spend every day on things that promise something, but they don't deliver. 
You know, you can think of plenty of examples that don't live up to the advertising. You know, remedies for hair balding, you know, you know, remedies to get your, 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 to make you look, you know, 30 years younger. You know, buying clothes that you don't really like necessarily, don't feel good, or buying shoes that don't fit well, just to impress somebody else. You know, all the get-rich-quick schemes that exist. Well, you know, buy this, invest in this, and you'll get uh, double, triple your money. Or worse, people even uh, spending lots of money to abuse alcohol or buy uh, drugs to try to find fulfillment through that. But Isaiah insists that the best things in life are better than anything you could ever buy. And then he says that the best things in life had already been purchased and won for you and given to you as a free gift of God's grace. You see, all the wealth, all the money in the world can't earn for us what really satisfies our hungry souls and brings true joy and true fulfillment to our lives. And just think about all the time that people invest each day on things that fail to provide satisfaction. You know, a story by the Associated Press a couple years ago said that the average American spends... 3,518 hours each year watching movies, television, or surfing the internet. 3,518 hours of screen time every year for the average American. That's almost half your life because there's about 8,700 hours in a year. So almost half of people's lives are spent now in front of a screen. But you just think about it. You know, you're in a waiting room somewhere. What do people just do? You know, they just grab their phone and start getting, getting on their screen. It's just our instant reflex. So almost half of all of people's lifetimes is spent now in front of a screen. But studies show that the average American Christian, somebody who actually is a member of a congregation, you know, someone who wouldn't be considered delinquent or something like that, the average American Christian spends about 20 hours a year in worship and Bible study. So 20 hours a year of God time for an average American Christian versus 3,518 hours of screen time. So what's really going to provide satisfaction? What's going to provide fulfillment in people's lives? And, and we also work so much longer than, than, than a lot of other countries do. You know, people today, to keep up with the cost of living, with inflation, some people have, have two jobs, maybe even three jobs, and are working well more than 40 hours a week just to pay the bills. But no matter how much work, we do, how much time we spend working, how many of those hours, wasted hours maybe, that we spend in front of watching uh, something on a screen, you know, not all of that times probably watching funny cat videos. Um, but none of the, that amount of time can revive our souls, refresh our spirits, or satisfy our thirst for righteousness. So Isaiah says to us today, Ahoy, listen. Live, 
God will establish an everlasting covenant with you. Not a covenant from Moses, not a covenant of a law, but Isaiah points the people to the covenant with David. A covenant that God will establish the kingdom of David forever. That God will send a promised king from the house and line of David, the coming Messiah. And this is the new covenant in David's greater son, Jesus the Christ. And this new covenant was established when Jesus shed his blood on the covenant of the cross. And we share in this new covenant when we are in Christ, when we are baptized into his name, when we are given the gift of faith that believes that his death and his resurrection give us the gift of eternal life. When we receive the very blood of that covenant in, with, and under the wine of Holy Communion poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. And this covenant is God's steadfast love for you. And that's the whole essence of the covenant that God makes with you through David. The covenant of God's love. That God's love will last forever as he establishes a kingdom from David's son that will last forever. And you know how much God loves you through what he does for you with his son. That he sends his son to die for you so that you can be a part of his kingdom. But this covenant comes without a price. The covenant that you have received through Jesus isn't something you can buy in a store. It's not something you can order off of Amazon. It's what Isaiah is talking about here. Ahoy, come, receive the gifts without money, without price. That's the covenant we have through God's grace. That God gives us the gift of our salvation as a gift. Not something that we can ever earn. Not something we can ever buy. Not something that we can ever achieve through our own work or efforts. But solely by the gift of God. Now it comes to us without price. But there is a price tag to this new covenant. But that price is paid through Jesus. He paid the price of the new covenant in his blood shed on the cross of Calvary that atones for all of our sins. So this covenant paid for by the blood of Jesus is now given to us as a free gift of God's grace. And Isaiah ends our text by telling us that through this covenant of love and grace, God will glorify you. That he has already begun this good work in us. And he'll bring it to completion on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. The day when Christ returns. And God's work is to energize us to be his witnesses. Christ is the witness to the people for those who do not know him. And they see Christ through the church that he sends out to tell other people about this free gift of God's grace. So ahoy, Isaiah says, as he gets our attention this morning. Ahoy, God has given you the gift of his grace. He's made a new covenant with you through the blood of his son. And he's given you this gift without money, without price, because Jesus has paid the price for you. Ahoy, God has made you a part of his kingdom. Ahoy, one day God will glorify you as he takes you to your heavenly home. Ahoy, in Jesus' name, amen.